A one, a two, a one, two, three, four! Music at a rational volume. Hey everybody, thanks for clicking the button for your music at a rational volume podcast. I'm Nate, I'll be your host. Over there drinking Diet Dr. Pepper is... Sorry, Kyle, yeah, uh, Diet Dr. Pepper, good stuff. Gonna it choke tastes, on that. It but... tastes more like regular Dr. Pepper. Um, More like regular Dr. Pepper than, say, you know, Sprite, but <laughs> yeah, but you'd rather drink the regular Dr. Pepper. Yeah. No, no uh, diet yeah. tastes just like whatever it is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and W is pretty good too, but that's only during the summer. Well, that's a different conversation. So, what are we talking about tonight? Uh, well, tonight we're going to be talking a little bit about uh, the Donnas, Kyle's favorite uh, Lady Ramones band. Yeah, my favorite all girl. Well, one of my favorite all girl groups. I won't say favorite, but uh, they're a really good one. One of less talked about than some of the other ones. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, what do you got on the Donnas? Uh, the Donnas tonight, we're going to talk about their record, um, Spend the Night, from 2000, uh, 2002. So the Donnas, uh, just to talk about them a little bit, they're a four-piece rock band, guitar, bass, drum, singer, Brett Anderson vocals, Allison Robertson on guitar. We will talk more about her later a little bit. Maya Ford on bass. Tori Castellano on drums. Uh, they're formed in Palo Alto, California, in the Bay Area, I believe. 1993, they met in high school. If you listen to any of their music, it's pretty obvious where their inspirations come from. The Ramones, Runaways, Girls' School, ACDC, BTO, Kiss, and Motley Crue. They formed a band, all-girl band, as Nate said, in the eighth grade <laughs> called Raggedy Ann. And then later changed their name to the Electrocutes. And then they <laughs> formed kind of an offshoot band, which is different. So the Electrocutes, they were still doing that stuff, which I think was kind of a more metally, kind of harder stuff. And then the yeah. Donnas, they formed as kind of a, a different, slower thing, believe it or not. And so they went by the monikers, the Donna, Donna A and Donna C, depending upon their last name. But however, the record company contract came out when they signed, um, they signed as the Donnas. And their first record, which I haven't listened to much because I just ordered it. I've got all that other stuff, but. Um, You're not a fan. No, I'm a fan, but. <laughs> you don't have all the records. Lot. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not a fan because I don't have all the records. What the hell am I doing? Nobody's listening to this anyway, so it's fine. <laughs> These are which Donna's fans. And this is not Madonna. This is the, the Donna's. The. A lot of people having trouble understanding that when I was talking to them today. But anyway, <laughs> um, their first record is more, it's really is like a Ramones record. It oh, is. Yeah. It's just a punk rock uh, demo. It sounds terrible. I mean, as far as the sound of it, I like yeah. the songs, but the sound of it is really, really awful. This one, Spend the Night, this one's their fifth record, um, but their first one on a major label for Atlantic. It sounds fantastic, uh, and it was released uh, October 22nd, 2002, peaked at number 62 on the Billboard Top 200, 
They had two singles from it that got some play on, I don't know, wherever they were playing stuff in 2002. Was MTV <laughs> still a thing? Uh, in 2002? I think so, yeah. I think it was. I mean, uh, CDs ruled still. Yeah. That was the main source of how people bought music, and I think they were still buying it at the time. The 2002 things were still going. Yeah. So they had uh, two songs, Take It Off, went to number 17 on Modern Rock Tracks, and then Who Invited You? Number 65 on something called the Hot Singles Sales. Okay. So it was probably a CD single. Most of the reviews I read on this record were mostly positive. Obviously, comparisons to the Ramones and and some other stuff. Yeah. But um, this one, to me, is quite different from uh, the Ramones comparisons, I think. They sell that fast chugging guitar. Yeah. The songs are all about three minutes and uh, they kind of get to the point pretty quickly and uh, got a solo and then they end and then the next one starts. So I like that a lot. Yeah. It's a fast record. About 30 minutes, was it? Just under, it's just under 40 minutes for 13 songs. All right. But that's pretty good. Yeah. But I thought we'd spend the bulk of the time talking about the songs. And before we do that, though, um, as far as people saying that, like, this one's their most popular one, it is. Uh, I think it sold the most. I could have talked about uh, The Donnas Get Skin Tight. That's a great record, too. Because mm-hmm. there's not, to me, there's not a lot of variance in their records. Yeah. Like, one of the reviewers said, well, this is the fifth time they've made the same record. I don't totally disagree with that. Well, I think that's... You can see some progression, but... Uh, it's not totally wrong. Well, they're not reinventing the wheel, you know? Like, it's not... They're not doing experimental stuff. They're they're just playing straight-ahead drum, bass, guitar, rock and roll. Rock and roll. Like, I I don't know what you're looking for. Like, I I don't know what you want out of them. Like, Some might say they're a garage band. I'm like, I'm not saying in a bad way at all. I think they sound fantastic, especially as far as the uh, the musicianship. Yeah, it's top notch. I mean, I don't, I don't know, I don't so what people good. complain about because it, you know, if you like them, isn't it good that they gave you another one? Like, yes. <laughs> no, I mean with the Ramones, like, I like they you. Made but... the same record over and over and over, and even the ones that were like, you know, end of the century was more. Um, oh, who's that big producer who re- I can't remember offhand? They got a big time producer on that one, though. Um, if it's not Rick Rubin or Mutt Lang, who cares? No, but my point is, <laughs> it still sounded like the Ramones, even though they had some orchestration on it. And um, Phil Spector was the one who did that. Okay, that crazy guy with the shooting guns off and stuff like that but he did that record i'm like it still sounds like ramones though yeah so and they made the same record over and over i loved all that i love that it was consistent now some people they like you know if you're into a band like rush where you know they do prog rock and then they do more poppy stuff and shorter stuff then they have more keyboard stuff um the donna's pretty much stuck to this formula now i think the the records after this got poppier Mm -hmm. and a little less frantic and even this one's less frantic than the early stuff right but i don't know let's get into the songs um this is uh, was there anything that stuck out to you yeah a couple of them i mean i'd I'd heard 
take it off and what was the other single you said? Uh, who invited you? Who invited you? I had heard those two. Who yeah. invited you? I didn't like as much, uh, but take it off is a good tune. Of all the songs, I think that's probably a good call to make that your single. Uh, yep. So I think I agree. Yeah. You know, by and large, they're not wrong on that. Uh, I love. It's not my favorite song, but but I I understand why that was the first single. It makes perfect. Yeah, sense. I guess I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Like, because I love love dirty denim. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's my favorite one on the record. I do like. Um, I don't care. So there, uh, I was like all messed up. Um, and yeah, I think th- other than those, there's not one that really stands out to me. Um, as an exceptional right. song, but they're all above average. And so you've got this really high level for all of the songs. Um, so it's hard to really pick, you know, cause it's not like peaks and valleys. It's, it's not like one song is a downer and they nope. talk about something you don't like or something like that. It's just each one is a cousin or a brother to the one before it. So, for sure. It all goes together. It all has the same vibe and all, has, you know, so I think it's when they're all good, it's hard to like go, well, this one's slightly better than that one. You know? No, I think, I think they're all good. And honestly, I don't know a Donna song that I don't like, and I haven't listened to a lot of their, you know, I've got all their records, but I haven't listened to them over and over and over and over and over. Yeah. I listen to it when I get it. And then, um, but this one I've listened to the most, but, I like their lyrically. It's um, more simple, pretty straightforward. Yeah, they you know, do that. This, this isn't real deep poetry or some kind of hidden meaning in their songs. You know, pass it around. Yeah, that's about being at a party. It's like, <laughs> hey, dude, don't <laughs> bogart that drink, man. Pass that thing around. That's there. There's not any other uh, hidden reality in this. Yeah, it's I don't have really, any subtext. <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah, and I I appreciate that some people are, well those lyrics are dumb. I don't think they're dumb. I think they're um, just uh, more relatable than say if you're listening to a Stevie Nicks song or something. Yeah, you got to go into some other world, and then you know what does she mean by that? You understand what these mean? Yeah, I think you're I, you're in the exact opposite territory of our last best album ever, the Mike Doty record. Where right. it, there is a lot of subtext and there is a lot of kind of getting the vibe of it, getting the feel of it and kind of working out what he's talking about and how it kind of applies to his situation. And that kind of stuff. There, there's no subtext. There is no hidden <laughs> whatever it is in this record. No. And, and as I said on that Mike Doty record, I think there was a lot of inside jokes or things that meant something to him that. Maybe you didn't even tell anybody else, but these are, you know, like with the Ramones where it's, you know, beat on the brat with a baseball bat was just about that. It's on the nose. Somebody, Yeah. yeah, Joey had somebody that was on his lawn that was bugging him and he wished he could do that. But there's not really anything. But And like the Ramones, a lot of these lyrics are really funny. (laughs) Yes. You like Dirty Denim. Yeah. That's why. I think that's why. Yeah. So they got a lot of humor in it too. Yeah, but. for sure. Uh, what are your favorites? Know. Like, which ones get you going? Oh, easily my favorite off this record was um, 
too bad about your girl. Are you sure it's your favorite? Took you a little while there. Yeah, I just had to make sure I was saying the right one. Well, sometimes when you're doing this, uh-huh. thing, like, uh, I know which one it is. I wrote it down. I, I totally understand. I have there. They, this wasn't released as a single, I guess, I but there is so. a video for it. And it's not like a cheap video. There's like celebrities. Some production value. Thing. Yeah, it's got production value. It's got some crane shots and, you know. I don't know. It's got some, I don't know, sort of special effects. There's a lot of skateboarding going around. There was one of these kids from, I think it's the OC was okay. in it, which I think was a show at the time. Yeah. It was a big show. I, I don't, I don't think he's done anything since, but he's in it with the skateboard and, um, PJ souls who played, um, Riff Randall in rock and roll high school. She was also in Halloween and a bunch of other stuff. She's in it. In a Ramon shirt, in her Riff Randall kind of attire with the the pigtails on a pretend skateboard thing. So that was kind of a cool nice. callback to that. <laughs> but yeah, I think the video's cool. And the line, she's got you guarded like the Guggenheim. Come on. <laughs> you got me. Yeah, it's pretty good. That's that's enough right there on that. Yeah, for sure. But you're right. Um I don't think there's a bad song on here. Yeah. I thought there was a lot of standouts for me. Um, just on the, it's on the rocks. The first one, ACD, ACDC style yeah. riff on that. The breakup song, kind of a re- revenge song. Kind of like that uh, Carrie Underwood. I'm going to scratch up your car oh, with yeah. my keys. <laughs> kind of along those lines. Before he cheats. Yeah. Who invited you? You didn't care for as much, huh? Uh, I mean, it was just a notch below some of the other ones. I, but like I said, I think if you like the one song, whatever, pick a song. If you like that one song, you should like the rest of it. No, I, I agree with that. It is what it, what you see is what you get with them. It's not. What was that band? I want to say it was Fuel. Had that big hit single take my picture or if that's what it's called i should really do my research um, i'm gonna take your <laughs> I, I can't help you out on this one at all not the, even a the, little bit. the point being is everyone loved that single and everyone loved that song and i knew i knew lots of people who went to see them in concert just knowing that one song and they were sorely disappointed that the rest of their catalog didn't sound anything like that you know yeah, I, mean? I think that happens a lot though. I, I'm yeah. just saying as an example. Right. Um, that is not who the Donna's are. The Donna's are straight ahead, fast paced, rock and roll, catchy lyrics, um, catchy hooks, and, and they just hit you with it. It's just in your face. And if you if you like the one thing you hear, you'll probably like the rest of it. If you don't like that one thing you hear, you're probably not gonna enjoy the rest of it. Yeah, they didn't have like a, a ballad on this. Even in 2002, I thought, you know, they were on a big label, Atlantic, and they, you know, obviously they put money into production. Yeah. They must practice a lot because they sounded really good. Yeah. And I have to mention Allison Robertson, the guitarist. Clearly, she's influenced by Ace Fraley and Angus Young. She sounds amazing on this. Not just the sound of the guitar, but the way she wrote out the, um, not just the song part with the riffs, 
but her leads are just killer. I mean, I put her up there with anybody, and a lot of these songs are really fast. Yeah. And so, no, the musician, just, musicianship is top top notch. Like, you can't fantastic. go wrong. Yeah. It's fantastic, but I mean, she's got solos and little bits in every song, and you know, the, and the rhythm section. I mean, they keep it locked down really good, but I think she far stands out above the other ones yeah. without getting in the way of the song or taking over the song. But she's amazing yeah. guitarist. No, yeah, for sure. I don't know if she's doing anything else now, but yeah, well, maybe she doesn't need to. Who knows? Yeah, I think they do. I don't think they made any money off this band. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, to be honest with you, this uh, is another one of those, sadly, where we say, well, they broke up. And in 2013, I believe, yeah, is about it. Their last album came out in 2007. They finally broke up in 2013. Tori, the drummer, she left the band in 2009. She had some... Um, tendonitis i believe in a shoulder okay you know and with a if you're a drummer it's a really physical instrument and if you watch how she plays drums pretty unorthodox okay but who cares it sounded good and uh that's all that matters she could really wail but it can take a toll on you even the you know the best drummers you keep playing like this and you're playing a lot of these shows which they probably did a lot yeah uh, you're going to get worn down and shoulders and knees and feet and all kinds of stuff can happen. Yeah. Like the old school dudes. I'm, I'm not sure how they survive. They, not all of them did, yeah. but I, I, I know that, spinal tap is a cliche, but that just, it, it's like, it's like being a catcher in the major leagues. Like you're just going to take a beating and having yeah. these long careers. That's just not common. It's rare. And with drummers, like I say, it's the most physical instrument there. You know, your hands get beat up because a lot of times, you know, you're going to hit the, the the shells or the rims with your hand, yeah. you know, or the cymbal or the hardware. It just happens. And plus, you got sticks in your hand and, you know, they rub and you get blisters and, you know, these movements you're making with your wrists and your feet and your shoulders. Yeah. Um, you know, you're doing that for an hour a night or an hour and a half or whatever. It's kind of going to wear you down. Yeah, for sure. No matter who you are. And most of them, you know, you talk about those legendary ones. They got into um, painkillers and drugs and, <laughs> you know, different injections. And I was going to say, it's probably, it probably helps if you have an, an Oxycontin addiction. Yeah. I mean, it is a lot like being a professional athlete. But so anyway. She left the band though in 2009. They finally they got a different drummer to replace her and finally hung it up in 2013. I think yeah. it's just too hard to make money. And that was about the time when, you know, people really started not buying CDs. Yeah. It's kind of really started slowing down in that period. Right. But I don't think they were buying their CDs anyway. Yeah. I think that was, uh, that was right around Napster, right? Uh, Napster was probably. Are you talking about two thousand two? Yeah, for this particular yeah. record. Yeah, it's, it's got to be a full swing. Yeah, because I'm thinking right. But the thing is, they were on Atlantic at the time, and they were in a bunch of video games, and their music got put in movies and TV shows, and yeah. they even got to be in some movies playing as a band. I think they were in. I know what you did last summer. Maybe I can't remember. 
but because they're on a big label, you know, they could be on, you know, Letterman and, and do yeah. different things with the movies and stuff. When they got dropped by Atlantic or they said they mutually left, whatever, that's gone, <laughs> you know, and you're still an opening band. Yeah. You know, they were never a headlining act. So now the, the tour support's gone. Yeah. You know, even if you, if you, if you pick up a tour with somebody, you still have to pay your own way, but I know he's writing you checks. Yeah. I think it gets too hard, but Tori, the drummer, she did go on to go to Stanford and then go to Harvard law school. Oh, nice. So good on good her. for her. Yeah. I, I don't know if she graduated, but she, she got, she in, went so. there. It's she went there. So I don't know. It doesn't really something. say beyond that, but <laughs> I haven't looked it up further. But All right. I was going to say, it, I, I don't know how much more gloss and shine and praises you can heap on this record. And it, it's turn it on and like, particularly because for me, I like this kind of music a lot. I'm just not always in the mood for it. Right, me too. So, but when I am, this is the kind of thing you just turn on and you go for your jog or you, you do whatever you need to do, and you have a good time doing it, and yes. it it fills the void, it fills the need. It's high quality, and I just, I, it just that's that's really all I can say about it. Because yeah, you can pick through each song and talk about favorites and stuff, but I feel like um, it's a whole, it's a it's a complete piece of art. Yeah, it's a complete thing. You know, I got a, an Alice Cooper record in the mail the other day. I played when I was a kid. I don't remember ever skipping any tracks. I always remember playing that straight through. And this seems to be that kind of record, too. Where I can just put it on the car and play, and it's great as a whole. Like watching a movie but that you've seen a thousand times. And if yeah. you... you you know, you turn on HBO and it's in the middle. Oh, I'm still going to watch it. Yeah. Same with this one. I get in the car, whatever's playing, I'm not going to skip around. I'm, just, I'm like, cool. This is good where I'm at and yeah. keep going from there. But if you were cleaning the house and cranking this up or you had it in the yard and you had a barbecue going or you're driving around in the car, it's good for <laughs> any of those occasions. Yeah, no, But for like sure. you said, I'm not always in the mood for, for you know, a hard rock or, um, you know, punk or whatever you want to call this. It is on but the verge. When I am. Yeah. Yeah, but when I am, I mean, this is as yeah, good perfect. as it gets, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great sounding record. This is a, and, a very good eight track album in, in terms of like <laughs> you put it on, you put yeah. it in and you just, you just leave it playing, you know, whatever yeah. you, whatever you turn the car back on, you're, you're fine with wherever it is. Like you don't need a fast forward button. You don't need rewind. Exactly. But like I said, with the Donnas, I could have taken one of their other records. I could have taken Bitchin' or um, uh, Get Skin Tight. And we could have that on the the record that we talked yeah. about. And it would have been a lot of the same stuff. Oh, but sure. this one, I think, is probably their peak. It did sell the best. They were on a big label. You know, they had the production and, you know, the, the label to, to push it. Um, I think as of to date it is just about a gold record okay four hundred and fifty thousand or something like that and i was looking on spotify this every song's got a couple hundred thousand spins yeah so people have heard of this but i don't think enough people are talking about the donna's even though they broke up 
I don't think that's a band that should be forgotten about. No, I'd agree with you. No, I think uh, one of the goals of this podcast is to kind of shine a, light, shine a light on some of these things that maybe slip through the cracks or deserve a, a second um, life or um, another chance at some some sunlight. And I think this is definitely one of those where, yeah, I don't think it got enough due in its time. And uh, yeah, particularly if you like rock and roll music and you you enjoy a fast-paced, kind of hard-hitting uh, female group, and you haven't tried them, do it. Go. Enjoy. Yeah, musically, probably the best female group out there. You could argue that, the Bengals, maybe, but these musicianship is exceptional. And, I mean, I'm one of those, it slipped through the cracks for me. I probably got into these guys maybe the last five years. Uh, Just I'd heard of them, and, I, you know, you can't listen to everything. So, no. But I got into them, I got into them. Uh, pretty big so they're good nice i don't know what else to say that's uh that's probably about it man uh yeah good, re- good record go, out. go go get it yeah and yeah so we'll see you guys next week all right see ya.